With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Log Talk Radio. It's time for the kickoff. Behind everything that is great, there is a great mind. A mastermind. Get ready for the fantasy football mastermind edge. The definitive fantasy football information and advice show. Your host, fantasy football mastermind, Michael Nazareth, has several decades of fantasy football experience. His website, ffmastermind.com, offers comprehensive fantasy football information, including a preseason drafting strategy guide and weekly in-season fantasy football newsletters. The Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge offers fantasy football picks to click and flip. The latest NFL news and much, much more each week during the fantasy football season. Remember, there's no bragging rights for finishing second. You lose! Good day, sir! Here's your host of the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge. Michael Nazareth. Welcome to the show, everybody. It is September 6th. Football is almost here. We're 24 hours away from the first game, Detroit against Kansas City. And we had a big breaking news happen today. We're going to talk all about that here very shortly. My name's Michael Nazareth, and I'm host of the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge podcast. Fantasy Football Mastermind can be found online at ffmastermind.com. And with me once again, my very good friend and very experienced fantasy writer and player, Chris Rito. How you doing tonight, Chris? Very well, sir. Very well. A little bit tired. Just got in from my local auction uh, literally within the last half hour. So uh, trying to get my team sorted out and uh, get ready for the podcast. So we're ready to talk football. Okay. And with us also, we have a very special guest, Dr. Gilbert Brovar, who is also a staff writer here at ffmastermind.com. Uh, how are you doing tonight, Gil? I'm doing great. It's, I just got into town, and it's a pleasure to be here. I'm looking forward to the podcast tonight. Yep, we got a lot to talk about, and Gil's going to be offering his picks to Click and Flick for the week one along with myself and Chris. And let's get to the big news of the day. Travis Kelsey tied in for the Chiefs, hyperextended his knee in practice today. Andy Reid said after practice that uh, they're going to be take a look at it, that they're going to wait for the swelling to go down, but he is uncertain to play on Thursday night. Fantasy Impact, Chris, uh, what's, what's the first thing that comes to mind about Travis Kelsey and this injury? Well, first thing that comes to mind is that that's a hard thing to come back from in just a couple of days. Have, having done that myself and seen that, that's rough. If he's out there, I've got to believe it just screams decoy because um, you've got to guard him. Um, I'd, I'd be a little hesitant, but you've got to start him if he's, if he's in the lineup. Yeah, that's a, a big concern of mine, too. Now, what about these people that haven't drafted, per se, because 
uh, Dr. Gilbert Brovar is here with me, and we're going to be drafting in the main event at the Fantasy Football Players Championship, FFPC, down on the strip at Planet Hollywood. And uh, do people, uh, I guess, got to put a fade on Travis Kelsey? What do you do? Let's say in a tight end premium league, we're talking he's first or second pick normally off the board. And even in a regular league, he might be late first round. How, how much do you fade uh, Travis Kelsey? Oh, I thought you were asking Dr. Gill. Uh, I, I don't think he fades a lot. Um, I think he'll be fine. Okay, Chris, I'm sorry. Did you want to say something? Your yeah, opinion? I actually think um, I agree with Chris on this because even if he doesn't play this week, you just make sure you have a good backup. And um, there is a chance you might be able to get Travis Kelsey at value. So I think um, I think he's still not to be faded too much. Okay, let's move to the next big injury, of course. This happened in the, since our last show. It didn't just happen immediately, but uh, over the past week here. Cooper Cup uh, strained his hamstring again. He's listed his day-to-day. It seems like he's unlikely to play. He's, in fact, uh, been visiting a, a specialist about it, trying to find out what's causing this and how to prevent it from happening. I guess maybe you ought to sit down and have a talk with Keenan Allen about this. But uh, So, Chris, what's your fantasy impact about uh, Cooper Cup? I'm a little bit worried about this. I was a little bit worried about him in the preseason anyway. Um, the soft tissue injuries, especially recurring soft tissue injuries for a wide receiver, are, are a little disconcerting to me. I think he does get faded a little bit. He's certainly still in that upper tier, but he's at the back end of the upper tier, in my opinion, as far as value. Okay. Uh, on my draft board, I basically pulled Cooper Cup off it. We're, of course, still ranking him and such, but it's too, this just reminds me of too much of the Keenan Allen injury last year, and, and uh, we're not sure when he's going to play, when he's going to come back, what he's going to do and such, and uh, you know, it's just too, too, too much of a risk there. Let's move it to Terry McLaurin, a very interesting turf toe injury. I haven't really heard anything here in the last couple of days uh, or past week about what's going on. Of course, that we're uh, taping this on Tuesday night. Uh, they're going to start practicing tomorrow for this week's games. Let's say he's limited or doesn't practice at all. Uh, what's, your, what's your fantasy impact here, Chris, for uh, Terry McLaurin? Well, most people have him drafted as a wide receiver three, so maybe you've got a four that's healthy right behind him. Especially if he's got a good matchup, I'd probably be cautious with Terry McLaurin. But, again, he's one of those guys that if he's in the lineup, you probably don't have a better option. So I'd, I'd be ready to line up with that, with that wide receiver four to slide him in as your as your three this week. That's that's kind of what I'm feeling. Jahan Dotson is solid, so I don't think they're going to risk it with him. Okay. Uh, well, let's run, run to this uh, list of injuries. Of course, if you want a, a complete list of injuries, the Fantasy Football Mastermind has it. Our fourth and one injury report uh, just debuted a couple of days ago as part of our weekly newsletter. Uh, Joe Burrow, it looks like he's on track to play. He's been practicing with that, uh, that calf, the strain calf there. Looks like he's pretty good to go there. Brees Hall, uh, he sat on Monday. Uh, team's going to come back and practice tomorrow. Uh, coming off a torn ACL course, he's expected to play, but looks like they might be leaning on Dalvin Cook early on in the season. Miles Sanders, a groin injury in Carolina. He says he will play, so if he plays, uh, you probably drafted him pretty high, and you're probably going to start him. Uh, Jerry Jeter with a hamstring, unlikely to play. That's probably to be expected, so if you drafted him, you're going to be looking at alternatives on your roster to start this week. Jackson Smith, the Jigba, a surprise returned to practice 
uh, coming off that wrist surgery, uh, broken bone he practiced with a cast on. They say he could play in week one. It's uncertain about that. Uh, Jalen Waddell down uh, in Miami, he actually said he expects to play. We will see uh, how he practices later on this week. He's got that midsection injury. Uh, Mike Evan, a groin issue popped up. Uh, That's one of the reasons why he didn't dress for the game last week. previously he's on it's it's kind of up in the air he's he's got other issues about his contract and such but uh, they say the injury is not serious so it's probably that he's going to play Kadarius Tony has been cleared to play he was limited in practice if they're taking it easy on him uh so it looks like if he plays and uh you know then then probably going to end up starting him I think if you own him because especially if Kelsey doesn't play in that game Romeo Dubes for uh, Green Bay with a hamstring. His uncertain there. We'll see if he practices later this week. Elijah Moore with the ribs. Looks like he's returned to practice. He's likely to play in Cleveland. D.J. Chark with a hamstring. Optimistic he will play for Carolina. Devonta Parker, uh, undisclosed injury in New England. You probably drafted him for depth like I did. It's not serious. He's expected to play, but, of course, we'll probably sit him all and see what he does. Mark Andrews, a mysterious undisclosed issue cropped up, but they said uh, not to worry. John Harbaugh said that he's expected to play. We will see later this week if he's even listed on the injury report. And George Kittle with that groin, he worked on the side on Monday. He's day-to-day. We'll see if he can get to a full practice, and if he can, then he will play, and you've got to start him if he plays right there. We'll be right back after this important message. You know you want to dominate your fantasy football league. Manage your teams with assistance from the Definitive Fantasy Football Information Service. Fantasy Football Mastermind. Found on the web at ffmastermind.com. There's plenty of free stuff, and the premium content will consistently give your teams the best chance to go all the way. Co-founder and CEO Michael Nazarek has several decades of experience including winning four consecutive SI.com Experts League Championships, along with tens of thousands of dollars playing in the Fantasy Football Players Championship. Go to ffmastermind.com and check out their volumes of fantasy football content updated daily, which give you the edge you need to legitimately claim championship. Redrafter, Dynasty, Keeper, Auction, Salary Cap, IDP. They cover them all with the best content available anywhere. Go to ffmastermind.com. The longer you wait, the more great information you'll be missing. Okay, we also urge everyone to visit our website, ffmastermind.com, and, of course, our flagship feature, uh, free NFL Quick Bits. And, of course, uh, we always release free Eye in the Sky scanner reports, including those from Chris Rito on the Indiana, Indianapolis Pulse. <laughs> the, uh, also, we are uh, – Dr. Gil Bravar here is being a little bit uh, uh, funny with me. Anyway, uh, our premium master's list, our MCP board, and our executive draft master and PDF cheat sheets have all been updated just today, taking into account, into account the Kelsey injury. The final version 7 of our preseason draft guide has been released with 28 articles. It's 535 pages. Lots of hard work and sweat and blood and tears went into that. The prize is 19.95. Premium summer race, the Pro Bowl package is our draft guide, as well as all the updates, the rankings, projections, and everything, as well as the weekly season newsletters, 49.95. Our
our Super Bowl package, which includes our drafting software, is $59.95. And please follow me on Twitter at FFMastermind. All right, here we go. It's week one's picks to click and flick. These are guys you want to consider getting in your starting lineup because of the situation that we're going to talk about, or guys you might want to think, might want to think twice about starting. Not flick them off your roster, but just maybe flick them onto your bench. Chris, give me a couple of quarterbacks you like this week and why. I like Jared Goff on Thursday night. I mean, everyone knows the Lions' pass defense was bad, but most people don't realize the Chiefs were just as bad. They allowed the second most points and the most passing touchdowns to quarterbacks. And Goff was actually very good last year, statistically. He's averaged a little under 300 yards and two and a half touchdowns in six games in his career on Thursday night and about the same in his opener to the Lions. And he had a crazy 413-yard, four touchdowns, plus a rushing score, his only other career game at KC. So Goff's a good cheap option. And I really like Anthony Richardson to be a startable fantasy option this week. Uh, in the preseason, the team used the no huddle and the RPOs at a higher rate than any other team. And both of these increased Richardson's fantasy value because Jacksonville was amongst the worst at defending the no huddle and the RPOs last year. They also allowed the third most rushing yards and attempts to quarterbacks last year. There's going to be chances. I would not be surprised to see him handle 15 carries for 75 yards. And that means he only has to get about 200 passing yards and a single score to go over 20 fantasy points. All right, Gil, uh, how about you? Give me a couple of quarterbacks you like this week okay. and why. A um, couple of quarterbacks that I like. I really think that Baker Mayfield is going to have a good game against Minnesota. He's looked good in the preseason, and I just have a feeling that um, he's going to shine this week. I'm not saying he's going to shine all season, but I think he's going to shine this week. And I think Geno Smith is going to show that last year was not a fluke, and he's going to have a very good game against the Rams. Okay, i got a couple of guys I like this week, too. Uh, quarterback Lamar Jackson, I think, is a smash play against the Texans for obvious reasons. He's got all his guys there, including Mark Andrews, uh, who hopefully is not injured. We'll find out. But they say he's going to play anyway, so if you got Jackson, you're going to start him anyway. Another guy you're going to start this week, and have a, he's going to have a good game, Trevor Lawrence, Jacksonville. Uh, should be good for multiple scores against that Colts defense. The Colts uh, pretty much of a shit show over there in Indy, and uh, so I like Trevor Lawrence this week. A couple of guys I don't like this week, uh, quarterback Matthew Stafford. Shaky start against the Seahawks on the road with a gimpy cup if he even plays, probably not going to play. Things can go south in this for this team uh, very quickly. You're probably not going to start Stafford anyway, so even if you're in a big lead, hopefully you've got a better option. And then Mac Jones uh, for New England, probably the only guy, anyone that you might not start in in the East, AFC East, that is. Bad vibes for the Patriots offense right now. Uh, Devonta Parker, of course, uh, might not play, but, you know, who knows. Uh, They're playing the Eagles. Very good defense. It's not a good week to start Mac Jones. Uh, Chris, how about you? A couple of guys that you're not crazy about at quarterback this week. Yeah, I don't like Daniel Jones. Danny Dimes has been terrible against the Cowboys in his career. He's only averaging 171 yards per game, four touchdowns total in seven games. He's only rushed for 24 yards a game and hasn't scored. This is only 13 points per game. Um, He's only averaged about 187 yards with one touchdown and 19 rushing yards in his four career season openers, too. And the Cowboys at home held nine quarterbacks to an average of under 220 yards per game last year. So if you took Jones as your low-end number one, you probably took a high number two. I'd start that guy instead. And then I'm a little worried about Joe Burrow this week. I'm not so much worried about his calf. Um, the bigger issue is the matchup. This cross-state rival seems to have figured him out after his rookie year. Two games as a rookie, he averaged 36 points per game for fantasy and over 350 yards. But in the three matchups since Kevin Stefanski took over, he's averaged about 16 fantasy points per game, 250 yards, and only four total touchdowns and four picks. 
you're obviously still starting him, but this seems like a game where there's a lot of factors that Joe Cool could get slowly out of the gate this year. Okay, Gil, how about you? A couple of quarterbacks you're not crazy about this week and why. First of all, I would not want to be starting Russell Wilson. I don't think last year was a um, one-off. I think it was the beginning of the downfall of Russell Wilson. I don't expect that he's going to be turning it around this season. And, Chris, you're not going to like this, but my other quarterback that I want to flick this week (laughs) is Anthony Richardson. I think he's going to have to throw a lot because the Jaguars are going to score a lot. And I think we're going to see a lot of interceptions. I think the um, Indianapolis team right now is a big dumpster fire, and I don't expect I don't expect good things this week from Anthony Richardson. Okay, Chris, how about running backs? Give me a couple of the running backs you like this week, and why? Uh, I like Antonio Gibson. I mean, the Cardinals are obviously a very poor run defense. They were, but they were particularly adept at allowing receptions and explosive plays to the running back last year. Top three in just about every category, allowing fantasy generosity to the running back. With a positive game script, I think the volume of both running and dump-off passes will be high, so his floor is pretty high. Both commanders guys should be solid plays out of the gate. I'm going to give the edge to Gibson with his long speed. And then uh, this is a kind of a sneaky play for DFS, Deion Jackson. Um, I think Zach Moss is iffy to be activated, but the Jags gave up the third most receiving yards and the second most receptions to backs last year. The Colts lit him up twice, including 10 catches by Jackson in week six. There is going to be more passing situations with a negative game script. I, I totally agree with the good doctor there. But and I just think a modest prediction of only five for 40 in the air means he only has to get a few rushing yards to post double digits and maybe like five for 30 on the ground and five for 40 in the air. If he squeaks out a touchdown, that's 18 PPR points. So he's a sneaky flex that could post low-end two, number two PPR numbers this week. And if Moss is out, he, his floor is now a, a running back two in PPR only. Okay, Gil, how about you? A couple of running backs you like and why? Okay, I I think we're going to see a good game out of David Montgomery. Without Chris Jones in the middle, I think they're going to be able to run up the gut of Kansas City, and I expect he'll, he could um, rush for at least 80 yards and very possibly a score and catch a couple of passes. And the other running back that I think is going to have a good opening day is Jamal Williams going against the Titans without Alvin Kamara being present. I think that um, Jamal Williams has a good chance of um, making a very good show. And I do have one third running back that I want to mention is um, Rashard White. I think um, he's going to also have a very good game against um, Minnesota. So I I would go with those three. Okay. A couple of guys I like this week at running back, J.K. Dobbins for Baltimore. Uh, the uh, the offense, they're going to open it up more. Uh, Dobbins has looked explosive as he's come back. Obviously, he's healthy. They're going to pass more to their backs. I think he's going to catch passes here. And guess what? He's going to run it up on the Texans and probably score in this game. So if you got him, start him as your RB3 maybe, maybe even as a two. Uh, also, another one that you might have on your bench, you might not even think about starting, but Brian Robinson, Washington's the lead back there, is going to get a lot of run against the Cardinals. Uh, we're talking about the Tank Cardinals, yeah, the, the, the Cardinals that are going to tank. <laughs> so I think Brian Robinson's going to score in this game. So if you got him and need him, start him, no problem. A couple of running backs I'm concerned about this week. Brees Hall with the Jets, I know he's going to play. He's coming off that torn ACL, but guess what? It's Dalvin Cook is going to start and probably carry most of the load in this game. They're going to be very careful with Brees Hall. They just want to kind of get him some uh, some plays, get him into the flow of the game. And, of course, they're playing the Bills. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see some line like Brees Hall, six carries, 30 yards, something like that. 
that maybe one catch. Most of it's going to be Dalvin Cook, so be careful there. And in, uh, the other the other group of running backs that I wouldn't touch because we don't know what's going to happen here. In Philadelphia, is it going to be Dondre Swift? No, he's the third down back, or he's the pass catching back. Kenneth Gainwell, no, he's going to start. No, Boston Scott, no, he's the relief man. No, uh, there's too many of them to even mention. I can't even remember the fourth one. <laughs> Rashard Penny, right? Okay, uh, I'm not starting any of them against the Patriots. Uh, just wait and see how this plans out and, and, and spins out and who gets what role before you start any of them. Uh, Chris, uh, a couple of running backs you're not crazy about and why? Uh, I agree with you that I don't think Brees Hall is going to get that much out of the gate, but I'm not real high on Delvin Cook this week either. I don't think either one of them is going to have a lot of success. Uh, the Bills' defense really only gave up about 80 rushing yards per game within the division last year, fourth and lowest yards per carry allowed. Um, I just think they're going to have to, to – they're not going to really be able to run very well on Buffalo. So, and even Michael Carter is going to get some receiving actions out of the backfield, uh, and they're going to split Brees Hall in a little bit. Not 50-50 for sure, but there will be just enough there to take a volume away that I'm a little worried about putting a lot of faith in Dalvin Cook on Monday night. Uh, I think it could be a little bit more uh, Aaron Rodgers on that opening game. And then uh, uh, I kind of disagree with Dr. Gill a little bit. David Montgomery, I think he he can run up the middle. You're right. And they may try to do that to keep him out the field. But the the nature of the Kansas City defense really favors Jameer Gibbs' skills a little bit more. They gave it the most running back receptions in the NFL. They were particularly susceptible to speedier guys. Now, I know Chris Jones isn't there, so that does change the dynamics a little bit. You're, You're absolutely right. Um, I just think he's a little bit of a, a flex play this week because he has low touchdown potential, even though I think this is a higher scoring game, in my opinion. Um, they just gave up so much outside to speed guys uh, in the backfield. That's the thing that I think they're going to favor this week in what I think is going to be a track meet. Okay, uh, Gil, how about a, a couple of running backs you're not crazy about this week? Okay, uh, one running back that I think is um, – is a danger this week is Khalil Herbert against the Packers. I think the Chicago backfield is questionable as to who's going to get the most work, and I wouldn't start anybody this week. And now my next flick is not someone that I would leave on my bench. I would still start him, and I still think he's going to have a reasonably good game, but I don't think he's going to provide the value that everyone is expecting from him when they draft him in the first or early second round this year. That's Saquon Barkley against the Cowboys defense. I think they're going to, I think he might get some fantasy value from his receptions. I don't think he's going to be able to run much. I just don't think it's going to be a typical Saquon Barkley game, although it will still be a decent game. Okay. Wide receiver time, Chris, give me a couple of wide receivers you like this week and why. I love Chris Olave this week. The Titans gave up far and away the most fantasy points to the receiver. They're particularly susceptible to deep speed. I think he's going to get downfield on them several times with the many tight ends and Michael Thomas providing underneath options for Carr and clearing out the deep zone. He was also one of only three receivers last year with over 1,000 yards but under five touchdowns. So I think a good week to start that positive regression is against a team that allowed 20 wide receiver touchdowns in each of the last three seasons. No other team has done it more than once. So a lobby's going to get deep. He's going to score. And then I like Keenan Allen in a PPR. Miami allowed the eighth most receptions to the wide receiver last year. So it stands to reason when they face a target hog, he's going to get some PPR value. The Chargers offense also has a much faster pace this year with Kellen Moore on board. So this increases chances. And everyone remembers that Allen missed the first 10 weeks to play last year, but they're kind of forgetting that, he was the PPR wide receiver four once he came back weeks 11 through 18. No, don't sleep on him. He was drafted as a number two or a three. He's going to post PPR wide receiver one numbers this week in what is expected to be a little bit of a shootout. 
Yeah, I like me some Keenan Allen. All right, Gil, how about a couple of wide receivers you'd like this week and why? Okay, well, I really am high on Garrett Wilson this week. I mean, he's an obvious play anyway, but against the Bills' defense, you would um, think he might not do so well, but I have a feeling that he and Aaron Rodgers are going to click right from the start. And my second wide receiver that I'd like this week is Brandon Cooks um, with his new team. I expect him to do very well with Dak Prescott throwing to him, and I would I expect a big game from Brandon Cooks against the Giants. Okay, and I've got a couple of wide receivers here I'm liking too. Christian Kirk, I already mentioned Calvin Ridley, whatnot. Uh, I think Christian Kirk's going to score this week, along with Ridley on the Colts. Um, uh, you know, it's defense here, it, multiple touchdowns from uh, Lawrence. He's going to spread it around. So if you got Kirk and you need him, start him. Drake London, uh, Desmond Ritter's been kind of quiet in the preseason and all, and then people were downing him, and they talked to Drake about it, and he said, hey, my man only scored at four games last year. You don't know what he can do. Guess what? We're playing the Panthers this week. He's going to ring up, uh, light it up. So uh, I think that Drake's going to score this week. So if you got him, you're probably going to start him as a, maybe an R, WR3. He, he is going to score for you. A couple of guys I'd uh, not start, and, of course, you're probably not going to. But keep an eye on these guys. Uh, even though I love this guy as a sleeper this summer, he's a bit dinged. And against the Philadelphia Eagles, I don't think Devonta Parker is going to do much for the Patriots. But I think he is going to be the number one there if he can stay healthy. That's been his big bugaboo. Over for the Chiefs on Thursday night, we're going to get our first look at Rasheed Rice and Justin Ross. For the Chiefs, and I like them both as late-round sleepers, but guess what? They're only package players right now, which means that they're only going to be used in limited fashion, maybe near the goal or in third downs, whatnot. And, but as soon as they start making plays, they start earning more time, then they might actually blow them into a starter. One of them, I like Ross. Uh, but, you know, it's take maybe another – Kadarius Tony injury for that to happen. This week, you sit them and watch them and see what they're doing. All right, uh, Chris, how about you? A couple of wide receivers you're not crazy about and why? Well, I actually don't like Drake London this week. I mean, he had a great stretch drive for PPR, eight and a half, almost nine targets a game, and he was a top 20 receiver for six weeks without scoring a touchdown. Two big concerns. First of all, those were the weeks that Kyle Pitts were out. London averaged well under six targets per game when Pitts was on the field, and about the same as Max Holland. And more important to me is that Desmond Ritter, full-time starter at quarterback, he's underwhelmed in the regular season, although he's looked great in the preseason so far. Um, with Pitts back, in addition to B. John Robinson, the league's run-heaviest offense, I just think you're looking at an opportunity that's more like those first 11 weeks for this very talented player uh, than he saw at the end of the year. And then a, a caution play that you're probably going to start is DeAndre Hopkins. Um, um, the stars are kind of aligned for him to get off to a slow start fantasy-wise. Obviously, there's a still growing chemistry with his quarterback, but you've got an opponent this week that's really good at defending the pass. They allowed the fewest passing yards last year, and more importantly, very bad at stopping the run. So this is going to be a heavy Derrick Henry day. So Hopkins' target share will be high, but the total targets and receptions will be lower than usual, so temper your expectations a little bit. Okay, uh, how about you, Gil? A couple of wide receivers you're not crazy about and why? Okay, well, first of all, Rashad Bateman. I think there's still a lot of rust that he has to get rid of, um, so I'm not expecting a big game from him against Houston. And Marquise Brown, um, with the quarterback situation being so uncertain in Arizona, I don't think we're going to see a big game from Marquise Brown against the Commanders. Okay, tight end position. Give me a couple that you like, uh this week, uh, Chris? Uh, Tyler Higby's an obvious play. With Cooper Cup, Gimpy, Matt Stafford's got to find someone to lean on. That's going to probably be Higby this week in a game with big game script-mediated volume for Stafford. 
doesn't have anyone else. And thankfully, he has a team that really can't well defend his second-best weapon. The Seahawks were not good against the pass last year, but they really struggle against the tight end, allowing the most receiving yards and the most fantasy points. Great streaming option and a likely a cheap DFS option. And then a sneaky play is Logan Thomas, if, if he's actually ever going to be healthy. Um, <laughs> he, he, he's going to dominate snaps and targets at tight end for this new offensive scheme, which has always favored the tight end. And he's got a quarterback that targeted him only amongst the tight ends in his only start in 22. Uh, facing a Cardinals team that allowed the most receptions and fantasy points to the tight end last year, and perhaps with a limited Terry McLaurin, the talented but, again, off-injured Thomas could be a sneaky PPR play. Start him now before he gets hurt. <laughs> okay, Gil, how about you? A couple tight ends you like this week and why? Okay, first one is um, David Njoku um, for Cleveland going against Cincinnati. I think that um, he has shown some good chemistry with Deshaun Watson in the preseason. I think that's going to continue um, in the first game. And the second tight end that I'm really liking this week is Juwan Johnson on New Orleans against the Titans. I think he and um, Derek Carr have really clicked in the preseason. And... Many have said that he's the receiver that um, Derek Carr has um, really been using as his safety valve in um, many situations in the preseason and in practices. So I'm expecting a big game and probably a big season out of Juwan Johnson. I agree with you, Gail, there. All right, a couple of tight ends I like this week. Darren Waller, my boy from the, for the Giants. Yeah, i got to stay healthy. I think he, they really need him badly. He is the number one target for the team right now. And if they're going to have any chance against Dallas this week, he's going to have to have a big game, and I think he is going to come through. So if you got him, start him, especially in lieu of the whole Kelsey uh, news here. Uh, in fact, in one of my dynasty teams, I own Kelsey, Waller, and Juwan Johnson. So we might end up uh, starting <laughs> two of them and not name Kelsey this week. Uh, and the other guy I like this week, Jake Ferguson. Uh, a lot of buzz preseason and such. Uh, great catch over the middle, of course. <laughs> he can split the seams. Also, he's looked good in the preseason in in in, uh, in camp with Dak. Just a gut feeling that he makes a big impact as his new starter for Dallas this week. And uh, a couple of guys I'm concerned about this week, or actually just sit and watch. Michael Mayer, the uh, rookie tight end for Las Vegas. Uh, he is not uh, Darren Waller, but he does have some talent. Now I'm going to sit him until he makes a real impact before I even consider starting him. And Irv Smith, yes, Irv Smith, just like Logan Thomas, MIA. <laughs> He's still in the league, too. He's a Bengal now. Guess what? Hayden Hurst is now in Atlanta and Smith's in Cincinnati. He's been very quiet, so let's see how much the Bengals use him before thinking of starting him, too. Uh, and how about, uh, Chris, how about a couple of tight ends you're not crazy about this week? Yeah, Hayden Hurst actually in Carolina right now. He's moved on from Atlanta. So, That's right. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> guy I don't like this week is uh, Chig Okonkwo. Uh, I know he was one of my season-long sleepers last week when we talked on this podcast. This week he got a really tough matchup against the Saints team that allowed the fewest PPR points per game in the position last year and the second lowest to- point total over the last two seasons, only five touchdowns. This matchup, plus, again, a lot of running and a new target hog with needing to develop chemistry means a low volume for this sleeper candidate in week one. And then the Jets tight ends, uh, Tyler Conklin and, and C.J. Uzoma, the only team that's been more brutal than the Saints against the tight end the last few years is the Bills. And on Monday night, they're going to host those new-look Jets, the new quarterback. Rodgers has not traditionally used the tight end very heavily. I look back at some numbers. Over the last seven years, he's only averaged a total of 67 receptions and three touchdowns to all his tight ends for the year. If you throw out that crazy outlier 2020 season where he threw 17 touchdowns to tight ends in one season. So, but neither Conklin or Ozoma are that good of a threat to challenge for target share individually, and they'll be sharing snaps. So I'd be shocked if the Bills gave up much to both of these guys in this matchup, let alone to either one of them. 
Okay, Gil, how about a couple of tight ends you're not crazy about and why? Okay, first of all, Hunter Henry. I don't really see much coming out of the New England offense this week, especially against the powerful Eagles defense, so I'm not expecting a good game from Hunter Henry. And the second tight end that I'm not interested in playing this week would be Cole Komet. I don't expect there to be much in the air from Justin Fields this week. And um, they're going against a tough Packers defense, so I'm not expecting a big game from Cole Komet. All right. If you guys are not familiar with Chris, Chris Rito's one-hit wonders at kicker and defense, these are guys that normally might not be on your roster, but uh, maybe your kicker is just not slowing your boat this week and you're looking for a new one, or a defense, the matchup is just too tough. Chris is going to tell you who to pick up and start. So hit me with them, Chris. Well, since it's week one, if you're streaming anyway, you probably just drafted one of the, a guy that's got a good matchup. But I like Chase McLaughlin of the Bucks. The Vikes gave it the most field goal attempts and kicker points in fantasy last year. They're the only team in the top five points allowed to kickers each of the last three seasons. So you play any kicker against the Vikings. And then I really like Will Lutz, Denver. Uh, Sean Payton knows him. He trusts him. They went out and got him. Lutz now gets to kick at altitude instead of below sea level against a team that allowed 40 field goal attempts last year and has a declining defense. So love Lutz. A uh, long-time favorite of ours anyway. A couple of defenses. The obvious one is Washington again, at home against Arizona. Uh, they're starting either newly acquired Josh Dobbs or rookie, you know, who, Clayton Toon, with D-Hop gone and Ertz still hurt. This is going to be, uh, like you said, a, a crap show down in Arizona for the start of the year. So I like Washington. But then I like Seattle against the Rams. The Rams were third worst in allowing defenses to score fantasy points, and they were actually far and away the worst, even worse when Cup and Stafford were both active. So I think the Hawks at home are going to beat them up. Okay, uh, before we sign off here, I want to thank our sponsor, Fantasy Football Players Championship, MyFFPC.com. There are still teams available for the main event, $2,000 a team, $1,600 for second teams. It's a lot of money, people, but guess what? You can win a million dollars, and you can draft on the strip here. If you want to come to Las Vegas at Pliant Hollywood, you're, with yours truly, I will be there with Dr. Gilbert Brovar on Friday night at 6 p.m. local time. You can also draft right online, and you can uh, join. They've got their best ball tournament. They've got their uh, Fantasy Pros Championship. Uh, that's only 350 a team. Still can win a million there. Lots of good things. They've got uh, other leagues that are much cheaper, $35, $77 leagues. Check out MyFFPC.com. Well, I want to thank everyone for joining us. For Chris Rito, Dr. Gilbert Brovar, this is Michael Nazarek. See you all next week when we offer our week two preview. Good night. Good luck to everyone drafting this week. Football is back, baby. Football. 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 You know, a physical sport. You've been listening to the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge with your host, Michael Nazarek, the definitive fantasy football information and advice show. Join us next time. Until then, remember, there's no bragging rights for finishing second. Good day, sir. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.